Hello and welcome to this podcast from the Grace Baptist Mission radio team. You're about to hear the Serving Today programme, which is for pastors and church leaders. This episode was recorded with the late Phil Crowter back in the early 2000s, before he went to glory. Welcome to Serving Today, the programme for pastors and leaders in the Church of Jesus Christ. I'm Derek French and it's good to be in your company again. Preaching from Mark 14, Phil Crowder begins a new series of sermon suggestions. It's good to have Phil Crowder's help again, and we're going to consider Mark 14, verses 1 to 11. So, Phil, what title have you chosen for these verses? Preparing for Jesus' death. What about sort of background and introduction material? Yes, it's nearly time for Jesus to die. It's Wednesday, and Jesus will die on Friday. The disciples still don't believe that Jesus will die. In Mark 14, Jesus is helping them to prepare for his death, and it would be helpful to read the whole of the chapter. We're going to be reading just verses 1 to 11 now, and as we read, ask yourself this question, how do the different people in those verses prepare for Jesus' death? Look out for the Jewish leaders and this woman and Judas. Thank you, Derek. Now the Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread were only two days away, and the chief priests and the teachers of the law were looking for some sly way to arrest Jesus and kill him. But not during the feast, they said, or the people may riot. While he was in Bethany reclining at the table in the home of a man known as Simon the leper, a woman came with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume, made of pure nard. She broke the jar and poured the perfume on his head. Some of those present were saying indignantly to one another, Why this waste of perfume? It could have been sold for more than a year's wages and the money given to the poor. And they rebuked her harshly. Leave her alone, Jesus said. Why are you bothering her? She has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you will always have with you. And you can help them at any time you want. But you will not always have me. But she did what she could. She poured perfume on my body beforehand to prepare for my burial. I tell you the truth, wherever the gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. Then Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve, went to the chief priests to betray Jesus to them. They were delighted to hear this and promised to give him money. So he watched for an opportunity to hand him over. Thank you. Just in passing, it's worth noticing that Mark loves to put different things together to make us think. It's like a sandwich. See how Mark 14 verses 1 and 2 is like verses 10 and 11. Those two small sections are very similar as we see people looking to arrest and betray Jesus. But the middle is very different. Verses 3 and 9 is the opposite of that as this woman wants to pour her love on Jesus. Mark loves to do that kind of thing. What about particular things in the verses I've just read, Phil, that we need to make note of? Yes, in verse 1 there's this Passover and unleavened bread. Now this feast helped the Jews to remember how God saved them from Egypt all those centuries before. Then they remember how they had to kill a young sheep and put its blood over the door. God's angel killed Egyptian boys as they were there as slaves. 
but he passed over the houses that had the blood on them. And Jesus is like this Passover lamb. He died at Passover time to save us from God's anger. So it's a very graphic reminder of what Jesus came to do. Mm -hmm. And you might like to read Exodus 12 verses 1 to 30 for that background. In verse 3, it just says a woman. John tells us that she was Mary who lived in Bethany with Martha and Lazarus. And if you want to look that up, it's John 11 verses 1 and 2 and John 12 verses 1 to 7. In verses 4 and 5 of Mark 14, it says some of those were saying, why this waste of perfume? John tells us that it was Judas that said this, so probably he was the first to speak. Judas was the one who looked after the money, and we're told that he was a thief. That's John 12, verses 4 to 6. And in verse 3, we see how this woman came up with this jar of very expensive perfume and broke it and poured the perfume on Jesus' head. And in verse 8, we read that she poured perfume on my body beforehand to prepare for my burial. The woman did something very special here. People put perfume on to make them smell nice. Well, this perfume cost a year's wages. Probably she believed that Jesus was going to die. And she wanted to show her big love for Jesus while she could. Nobody will be able to put perfume on Jesus' body when he does die. But Jesus says here that Mary has already done that. It's rather a lovely act, isn't it? Mm, it is indeed. One can understand why this is recorded in Scripture. It's shared wherever the Gospel is preached. Yes. Coming back to the sermon itself... What would you suggest is the main point we need to be making from this passage? Jesus' death is good news. And how much do you love Jesus? I hope that will become clear as we work through it. You know, we wouldn't have wanted Jesus to die. I hope we wouldn't. We're not like Judas, are we? But in a way, perhaps we are. You see, there are many people like Judas in some way people who even look like Christians, like Judas did, but they're not Christians inside. They love money like he did, or maybe it's something else they love more than they love Jesus. So ask God to help you to talk about this, to help people to examine their own hearts and lives, to see if they perhaps are like Judas. Yes, I'm sure you're right there, Phil, that there are many who will actually be in our churches regularly who think that they are Christians, but in actual fact are not. It's getting very searching, isn't it? Because it was only when Judas loved his money that he betrayed Jesus, wasn't it? He, mm -hmm. he was with Jesus, he was friendly to Jesus, but then the love of money turned him and he was ready to kill him. It's a, a terrible thought. Mm -hmm. Well, let's come to the sermon itself and what points do you suggest we make and which verses would these cover? The headings pick up on the two different kinds of reactions here to Jesus. The first is ready to kill Jesus, and now we'll be talking about Judas. And the second is ready to love Jesus, and we'd be talking about the woman. So which verses cover the first one? Verses 1 to 2 and 10 to 11, the two 
bits at the beginning and end of the section talk about those who are ready to kill Jesus. Verses 1 and 2, if you could read those, and then 10 and 11. Yes, we read, Now the Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread were only two days away, and the chief priests and teachers of the law were looking for some sly way to arrest Jesus and kill him. But not during the feast, they said, or the people may riot. And then moving on to verse 10, Then Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve, went to the chief priests to betray Jesus to them. They were delighted to hear this and promised to give him money. So he watched for an opportunity to hand him over. Do you know anyone who loves money more than they love Jesus? You probably know a lot of people like that. But do you know anyone who said that he became a Christian or a pastor because that way he could get money? There are probably a lot of people who could say that was true too. Judas was never a true believer. John 13 verses 10 and 11 say, Jesus answered, A person who has had a bath needs only to wash his feet. His whole body is clean. And you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew who was going to betray him, and that was why he said not everyone was clean. So Judas was never forgiven, he was never clean. Judas pretended to love Jesus. He seemed like all the other disciples, but in the end he loved money, not Jesus. And so when the woman poured all her valuable perfume over Jesus, he was very angry. What a waste of money! Then Judas thought of another terrible way to earn some money. And we see that in verses 10 and 11. He goes to the chief priests to ask for money to give his Jesus away. And this is very challenging and searching for us. Judas was willing to kill Jesus for money. Now we can't kill Jesus, he's not here amongst us. But, but what are you willing to do? Would you cheat, perhaps, to get more money? Would you try not to pay taxes? Would you only give a little money for Jesus because you don't want to give him very much? You see, we can have the same kind of attitudes as Judas. Are you sure that you love Jesus more than money? Do not pretend to be a Christian like Judas. If you've seen that there's something in you that's not real, then do ask Jesus to forgive you and make you a real Christian. Yes, this is a very solemn passage, isn't it? And I think, Phil, too, for those of us who are leaders, I know you've asked this question before, but mm. money can be a great temptation to us, can't it? A snare. And we can think, if I do this in the Lord's name, then people will give me money. And that's so, so wrong, isn't it? The love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, we read in Scripture. And it's, it's a difficulty because we do need money to live. <laughs> Uh, and that's not wrong, but it can be a great temptation to us. Especially for those who are really poor. Okay, so there were those who were ready to kill Jesus. Great contrast, because we've got this woman who's ready to love Jesus. What a, a wonderful section this is in the middle here, verses 3 to 9. Jesus is certainly ready to die. Look how he talks about his death there in verses 8 and 9. It's remarkable. We don't normally like to talk about death, but Jesus doesn't mind. In fact, he calls it the gospel. He calls it the good news. And now, of course, we sing a lot about Jesus's death. Why? Because we know it's good news. We love Jesus because he died for us and rose again. This is the best thing that Jesus did. And it would be good to sing some songs to praise Jesus for his death, perhaps at the end of the talk. 
So Jesus is ready to die, but most of his friends were not ready for Jesus to die. They still don't understand why he must die. But Mary understands a little. She knows that she must show her love for Jesus while she can. Here's a question to think about. How much did Mary love Jesus? I think that I may have poured a little perfume over Jesus. I would save the rest for myself. But Mary didn't care how much the perfume cost. Jesus was everything to her. Because we know so much more than Mary did, don't we? I mean, she only knew a little bit really about Jesus and about his death and resurrection. But we know that Jesus did die on the cross to take away our sin. And so we should love him even more than Mary. Yeah, her love was immense, wasn't it, really? It was huge. Yeah. And I, I've always find this a great challenge. And I have to ask myself, am I really ready to love Jesus? And how much then? How will it show if I really do? love Jesus like this. And with Phil's searching questions, we must bring this edition of Serving Today to a close. Thank you for being with us. And this is Derek French saying goodbye. Until next time. Well, thanks for listening to Serving Today, a podcast from the Grace Baptist Mission radio team. To get in touch with us, you can send us a message via WhatsApp. The number is plus four four seven five zero eight. 932534 that's +447508932534 or email us the address is servingtoday at gbm.org.uk until next time goodbye